Well, it looks like Vladimir Putin is uh, stepping back from the brink. At least that is what most media reports are looking at. The Daily Mail reporting that Putin is uh, playing peacemaker amid doubts over his uh, withdrawal. Russian troops claim he is, of course, uh, uh, you know, pulling back forces, that the whole thing was just an exercise. However, they said it was greatly exaggerated by the White House playing wag the door. Putin said he is still ready to go down to the negotiating table and work with NATO countries and the West. After weeks of mounting tensions, the Russian strongman insisted that he, of course, doesn't want war. Uh, He is, uh, of course, uh, saying this even though he had over 200,000 troops along Ukraine's borders both in Belarus and its Russian border. Uh, He repeated a claim of uh, genocide taking place against uh, Ukrainians of Russian descent in the breakaway region uh, of Ukraine that is uh, located near the Russian border and insisted that their future must be secured and must be part of security talks as well. He claims that there has been ethnic cleansing and other activities going on against ethnic Russians in Ukraine. You have to remember that under the Soviet Union and even prior to that, under Imperial Russia, for hundreds of years, Ukraine was part of Russia and uh, it only gained independence in the 1990s. Uh, He uh, spoke uh, after hours in Moscow. Uh, and announced that uh, some of the troops are being withdrawn uh, from the front lines and uh, are coming back to home bases. Uh, The withdrawal was greeted by optimism in Moscow and uh, anticipation that this is the start of something good uh, in that part of the world. As far as uh, that is moving forward, the uh, Russian pulling of troops is something that is being looked at very closely. The uh, Washington Post uh, reported it this way. I'll let the computer read it for you. And uh, this is what the Post is saying about uh, uh, Putin's pullback. Moscow, NATO Secretary General Jens Stoltenberg said Tuesday he sees reason for cautious optimism after Moscow signaled willingness to continue talks to resolve the crisis over Ukraine and said some of its troops were returning to base. The NATO chief added that he saw no evidence on the ground of de-escalation by the Russian military. Stoltenberg said NATO was looking for significant and enduring withdrawal of Russian forces, troops and heavy equipment from areas bordering Ukraine as a sign of real de-escalation. Okay, now after the Russian president, according to the article, uh, Putin uh, had, had been signaling early Monday and uh, of course, today that that uh, you know he's he's pulling back. And remember, you got to remember this this all took place within hours after the Biden administration was basically telling everybody in the world, "Hey, get out of Ukraine," you know, uh, and don't forget to bring the money when you leave. Not just kidding, but uh, you know th- that's basically what the Biden administration was doing. They were very very much into this whole situation, uh, warning people left and right center uh to move on from this uh the other big story today that is out there of course is uh well randy andy has 
fought his way out, apparently. Prince Andrew has settled uh, with uh, his accuser, Virginia Guffrey, to avoid the shame of being dragged into court or in a uh, uh, civil suit and uh, criminal rape lawsuit. Uh, Prince Andrew uh, has uh, settled the abuse claims of uh, Virginia Guffrey, who was a teenage prostitute uh, being handled by uh, the uh, Epstein group. Basically, uh, Epstein was, was known for uh, trafficking young women, many of whom he prostituted or pimped out to uh, wealthy uh, men in exchange for what is alleged to be business favors and other uh, issues. Uh, recently, uh, his uh, madam, as she is sometimes referred to, Elaine Maxwell, has said that basically, uh, you know, uh, she, she refused to comment on these other allegations. Maxwell herself was recently convicted. Her case is on appeal at this time, as, as Prince Andrew's uh, case is uh, something the computer will tell you about right now. Andrew and Virginia had been due to put the shocking allegations to a jury trial in a court showdown, and the Duke was just weeks away from being deposed by Virginia's lawyers in a two-day grilling in London. The allegations have seen the royal family shaken to its foundations as the Duke was stripped of his titles and banished from public life. Repeatedly and strongly denying all the claims against him, Andrew had seemed ready to take the case for a high-profile court battle in the U.S. Speaking of uh, high-profile court battles, uh, the lawyer who was handling the investigation into uh, Hillary Clinton's case is apparently the husband of Liz Cheney and uh, worked at a law firm that is tied to individuals that have now been revealed to have been spying on former President Trump, both while he was in the White House and when he was a presidential candidate. Let's listen to what the Republic brief has to say on this. An alarming story broke this week that a law firm hired by the Clinton campaign spied on President Trump during his presidency. Durham's investigation into the origins of the Russia probe led to the release of the report. Michael Sussman hired Lathan and Watkins LLP as legal counsel when he was indicted for lying to the FBI. He presented them with fake intelligence linking President Trump to the Alpha Bank in Russia. As it turns out, Liz Cheney's husband Philip Perry is a partner in Lathan and Watkins LLP. This firm represented the Clinton campaign when it misrepresented facts to the FBI in order to get them to investigate President Trump. It was reported that on February 11, 2022, Durham filed the government's motion to inquire into potential conflicts of interest in the Michael Sussman case. Sussman was charged with giving false statements to then-FBI General Counsel James Baker regarding the interests he was representing in pushing to the FBI the Alpha Bank slash Trump organization hoax. The basis for the latest motion is that Sussman's current counsel, Latham and Watkins LLP, Latham, might have a conflict of interest because Latham previously represented Perkins Coie and Mark Elias in this investigation. It is alleged that Latham likely possesses confidential knowledge about Perkins Coie's role in and views concerning Sussman's past activities. There might also be a conflict because Latham was representing both the Clinton campaign and Hillary for America in the special counsel's investigation. Durham observes that Latham's duties to these former clients might cause its interests to diverge from those of Sussman. The law firm of Cheney's husband has not only represented Hillary Clinton's campaign, but also the Chinese military and Chinese intelligence agencies. Cheney declared China a generational threat while her husband is benefiting from his law firm's work for China's military and intelligence apparatuses.
John Ratcliffe, the former director of national intelligence in the Trump administration, said there is enough evidence to bring charges against multiple people associated with the origin of the investigation the Russian interference with the ex-president's campaign. According to Fox News, Ratcliffe told Durham that Clinton's lawyers may have hacked Trump's server to fabricate ties with the campaign and Kremlin in order to distract from her own email scandal. It is alleged that Hillary Clinton approved a plan concerning U.S. presidential candidate Donald Trump and Russian hackers hampering U.S. elections as a means of distracting the public from her use of a private email server, revealed a heavily redacted CIA report that became accessible to the public in October 2020. In September 2016, the CIA forwarded a memo to FBI Director James Comey and FBI Deputy Assistant Director of Counterintelligence Peter Strzok at the FBI. Ratcliffe has privately expressed concerns about the SEAL's direction to Comey and Strzok, according to a Fox source familiar with the situation. According to Ratcliffe, John Brennan, the CIA director under President Obama, disclosed to the then-president in 2016 that Clinton was linking Trump to Russia based on the allegations Durham revealed recently. What did John Brennan tell President Obama in the Oval Office in 2016? Bill Hemmer asked Ratcliffe during a Fox News interview on Monday. Well, I can talk about this because this part has been declassified, he began. He briefed President Obama and Vice President Biden and other members of the national security team about this specific intelligence that John Durham now has about a Hillary Clinton plan to falsely accuse and vilify Donald Trump with a scandal, and the discussion around that and whether or not it was good intelligence. And so everything that happened after that is one of the reasons that John Durham is investigating, Ratcliffe continued. Those are the issues that John Durham is looking at, and I think there will be many more, he predicted. I would expect there to be quite a few more indictments because of that. There wasn't a proper predicate to begin that investigation, and John Durham has said that publicly already. Durham and Ratcliffe met more than once, and Ratcliffe discussed his assessment that multiple people could have been charged with a crime in the events that led to Trump being impeached for the first time. He was acquitted by the Senate. Ratcliffe was the U.S. attorney for the Eastern District of Texas before becoming Trump's director of national intelligence. He was previously representative for Texas's 4th Congressional District. According to a poll conducted before the recent bombshell revelations that Hillary Clinton's campaign had been spying on Donald Trump, a growing chorus of Democrats believe Hillary Clinton should be interviewed by special advisor John Durham about her alleged role in the Russian Secret Service scandal. According to the Technometrica Institute of Policy and Politics, TIPP, 66% of Democrats want Clinton questioned, a 22 percentage point increase from October last year. In a statement Sunday, Trump compared the alleged spying to the Watergate scandal that led to Nixon's fall. What Hillary Clinton and the radical left Democrats did with respect to spying on a president of the United States, even while in office, is a far bigger crime than Watergate, Trump declared. It will be interesting to see how it was covered by the media and what Mitch McConnell and the Renos will be doing about it. This is an insult to the Republican Party, but a far greater insult to our nation. Following Durham's court filing explaining the alleged hack, Trump unleashed a scathing response on Sunday, saying that Team Clinton's behavior once would have merited execution. In a stronger period of time in our country, this crime would have been punishable by death. In addition, Reparations should be paid to those in our country who have been damaged by this. It was basically, uh, if, if you if you look at what uh, the former president is saying, that that essentially treason is what took place. Uh, you know, just for political means, 
and political game that the, the Clinton campaign actually uh, hired people to hack into his servers while he was still a candidate and then plant evidence against him at that early stage, even had, had he not won, you know, or, or not even uh, secure the Republican nomination to be president at that time. They were already planting evidence against him. So one wonders uh, how much of this uh, occurred against other candidates. And is this the first time? Also, the linkage between, you know, Dick Cheney, his daughter, Liz, and the uh, uh, the husband of uh, Liz Cheney uh, in and their ties to, you know, this this entire situation with, you know, uh, duplicity of you know working at, at times for the russian military as a lawyer as representing the russian government and military in the united states in court lawsuits filed by dissidents you know we're not talking about you know and, and then the wife goes out and, and she's in, in congress investigating ties to china and its influence in the united states so you see treason by any other name is still treason uh and it is very clear that there are extremely strong China ties between not just the Clintons, but the Cheneys, their supporters, and those who are working with them and around them. Uh, you know, it, it, it is uh, treason by any name is just that, treason. And uh, it, it, it is something that must be looked at. And, and clearly, uh, uh, you know, Special Prosecutor Durham is doing uh, what he is, what he's supposed to do in his own time. Uh, and uh, essentially, uh, there will be probably more heard about this because this just doesn't go away. Uh, you know, it, it's not something that that ends uh, nicely with, you know, everybody just just uh, uh, ending this this whole thing with one tiny little thing. So you know as, as you look at the uh, at the entire thing, it is something that uh, uh, has very clear impact on national security. It has very clear impact on the overall situation, uh, not just of uh, one political candidate going after another political candidate. that's normal. You know, I mean, that's normal. You, you do opposition research. You, you, you hire people to go out and do research, you know, check the stories on one side or another. But but beyond that, uh, you know, this crossed a line that goes very, very, very much beyond what is the norm in uh, either political discourse or in uh, discussion and, and what is legally allowed uh, when it comes to to uh, individuals, because you know you you're not allowed to hack into persons, uh, you know, email servers or internet connections to plant things on servers and say that oh you know this person is linked to this group and here's the evidence. By the way, we find out later on they put it there. You know, it's just really sad. You know, working as a, as a journalist as I have for for thirty years to hear about this kind of thing. And it's something that's been formally charged in a federal court. There is a grand jury. This isn't just, you know, stuff that, that, that was put out by Donald Trump or this is stuff that's put out by this group. Or that. No, no, this was put out by an independent counsel who was appointed 
to dig into all of these talks about, you know, uh, the Russia hoax and, and, and everything that came up, uh, you know, two impeachments that were that were run through based on goodness knows what. And now we find out that much of the evidence in that impeachment was fabricated. And not only that, bought and paid for by political campaign for political gains with money and people who are linked to the Chinese military and the Chinese Communist Party. So treason by any other name is still treason. And that is something you have to remember. That is something we all have to think about. Of course, the Clinton side is something that needs to be listened to also. We need to find out, well, what? what did you really authorize something this bad? You know, did you really take part in in this kind of activity? Uh, you know, was there was there really something this uh, rampant that occurred? Uh, this entire story is getting worse and deeper and crazier as, as time goes on. And the further we look into it, the more we realize that. There are people around uh, Mrs. Clinton, her supporters, her donors, who directly benefited from business relations in China. There are people working in, in her household who are linked to these people, people who, who you know, sold entire uh, businesses and, and entities to the Chinese government and its proxies. And sad to say, some of these are considered uh, community leaders in the Asian American community and in the Philippine American community. And they're maybe all along really run by the CCP, pretending to be angry about China's presence in the South China Sea, and then yet recommending to the US Congress at the time when there were hearings about this matter you know, hiring paid lobbyists to go out and go against the Philippine government's efforts to back in back in the day, you know, during the Aquino administration. Uh, I was very active in media in Manila and, and reporting on this these topics of, you know, purchases and plans. There were plans that the Philippine government wanted to, wanted to pick up uh, things like the F-16 and, and the F-18 and move forward. And I remember, you know, interviewing Secretary, then Secretary uh, uh, Gasmin uh, was was the uh, was, was the Defense Secretary, and he was talking about these issues. A friend of mine was was working on on the media side of of their uh, uh, operations over at the Department of National Defense in the Philippines, and they were talking about all these plans and everything. And then they were pushed aside because a very strong lobby was telling them to buy these trainer planes that are unproven from Korea that would take another two, three years, rather than getting something off the shelf that could have been put in and and possibly prevented China from building these islands. But some lobby group funded by people who had sold their entire businesses in the States and China somehow got involved with this. And these same people are very strong supporters and very, 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 very much linked to Hillary and Chelsea Clinton. You know, so so these are the topics that have to be looked at. Again, treason by any other name is still treason. And they may have betrayed not one, but two countries. The country of their, their origin or ethnicity, you know, their their motherland, as, as you might say, 
and uh, well, their fatherland, you know, in a way. Uh, again, these are the reasons you have to look at these type of situations. You have to read into it, and you have to check on it. Of course, you know, like with anything, always check, always verify, always go back and look. Don't just take my word for it. Don't just take the news reports word for it. You know, you got to look down and, and, you know, of course, the top story now is peace is possible as Putin backs down. Uh, it is something that that many people are looking at and clearly, clearly, clearly uh, being looked at uh, over, over this entire issue and how exactly uh you know people are are reading it and looking at it and and checking into it uh you know and and trying to find out exactly uh where this is headed with that situation in russia it is something that that is uh uh very clear uh that essentially even though uh, in the last few number of hours they've been talking about the possibility of a Russian invasion of Ukraine, in the last three or four hours, what the administration has been doing in the White House has shifted away from saying there's going to be an actual invasion to now saying um, that there is... Basically, uh, there is basically, uh, you know, talk on on other issues such as the economy. They're going back to infrastructure bills, uh, you know, and 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 you're looking at the roundtable discussions uh, on this entire matter now. A little while ago, very early this morning, uh, you know, it, it ended about an hour ago as I'm recording this, uh, the entire uh, U.S. Armed Services Committee held a committee hearing, and they were discussing very closely uh, how exactly the situation in Ukraine was, was uh, moving forward. Uh, even as there were there talk of possible uh, military action, uh, you know, by, by the Russians, but now it's it's pulled back from the brink, and so it's gone back to politics as usual. Uh, there's been very little discussion. I'm looking through feeds. These are these are put out by C-SPAN. These are put out by other. Uh, you know, congressional uh, broadcast uh, monitoring groups, uh, you know, who, who talk about what's been going on. And if you look at 18 hours ago, everybody was talking about, you know, Ukraine, the situation there, the possibility of, of things, you know, uh, spilling over. Uh, there's a lot of talk about the uh, trucker situation up at the, um, uh, you know, um, area and in fact the last report about ukraine from 16 hours ago was that the uh u.s so, government what message does it send today to the ukrainian government to be closing the embassy in kiev the embassy in kiev 
The White House was talking about the embassy I know closure. The, I know the State Department made an announcement on this earlier. So uh, the State Department announced today that they are temporary, temporarily relocating our embassy operations in Ukraine uh, from our embassy in Kiev to Lviv due to the dramatic acceleration in the buildup of Russian forces. A core team of embassy staff is remaining in Ukraine to engage with the Ukrainian government, coordinating diplomatic efforts and diplomacy to de-escalate uh, the crisis uh, if the crisis continues. So I just wanted to also say uh, this as well because the State Department put out a statement on this. Um, so the State Department has no higher priority uh, than the safety and security of Americans around the world. And that, of course, includes uh, our colleagues serving at, uh, at post overseas. So these prudent precautions in no way undermine our support for our commitment to Ukraine, our commitment to Ukraine's sovereignty and territorial integrity is unwavering. We also continue our sincere efforts to reach a diplomatic solution, and we remain engaged with Russian government following President Biden's call with Putin, with President Putin, and uh, and the Secretary's discussion with Foreign Minister Lavrov. The path for diplomacy remains available if Russia chooses to engage in good faith. We look forward to returning our staff. Uh, to the embassy as soon as conditions permit. In the meantime, uh, we have made this very clear. The National Security Advisor, Jake Sullivan, has made this clear. The President himself has made this clear uh, that, uh, that, that uh, these measures, for one reason, the safety of our staff, as I mentioned, we strongly urge any remaining U.S. citizens in Ukraine to leave the country immediately. That has been our message for the past several days and honestly the past several weeks. So that that's basically from you know uh, 16 hours ago, uh, you know, uh, it, it is basically the situation that that you're seeing in in that area of the world, with uh, you know the the United States closing down an embassy is pretty big. You know that that usually is a sign that that you know once once the embassy is closed, uh, there's not much left. You know, there's not much left uh, to, to, to be discussed, uh, other than, you know, where the refugees are going to be going or, or what is going on as far as, as far as, uh, um, evacuation procedures or, or where are people supposed to meet up with relatives? But again, as we recap and as we wrap up, uh, this, uh, first podcast, uh, for this Tuesday, Russia says it is pulling back some of its troops from the Ukrainian border. Uh, but however, their drills will uh, continue. Uh, you know, uh, the uh, Russian Defense Ministry on Tuesday announced that some of its combat troops uh, deployed along the border with Ukraine uh, are being sent back to their garrisons and bases, a decision that may tentatively de escalate tensions in the region. Uh, this is after weeks of warnings by the United States and European allies that Moscow was planning an invasion of its neighbor Ukraine. And according to the statement, the Russia's defense minister, uh, spokesman uh, Igor Kanashikov, Kanashikov or Kalashnikov, Kanashkenkov, Kanashkenkov, uh, you know, said the troop station uh, in Russia's uh, southern border regions and western military districts. Along the border, Ukraine have begun uh, loading on the trains, tanks, and other materials, and, and moving these 
uh, back to their garrisons and, and bases in, in the region. They remind everybody that this is Russian territory and that they are doing just movements within their country, that they have never crossed a sovereign border, and that these troops uh, have completed their combat training exercises as part of a large-scale military drill that took place uh, with uh, Belarus, uh, which is, again, another former Soviet republic that is now an independent country. The statement, however, said that other Russian military drills are being still conducted uh, and carried out in Belarus. Uh, Belarus, uh, for those who are unaware, is, is almost alongside the border with Poland. Uh, this is in the northeastern quadrant of Ukraine. Kremlin spokesman Dmitry Peskov uh, said that the troop movements uh, were routine, nothing else is going on, that everybody can just hey, chill, you know, relax about it, and uh, yeah, that, that is that is what saying there uh, that much to do about nothing. Uh, Pasikov has uh, has uh, chided the United States for fueling a crisis that was overblown, they said, with concerns about Russia's military buildup and added that basically the Russian military was doing maneuvers within Russia. <laughs> Thank you.